As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Michael Saka. I'm Josh Muccio. And I just want to say thank you, Josh, for coming on. I'm really excited that you were here to help co-host this episode with me. Yeah, um, who is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Why am I here? So Josh is the host of The Pitch, the pitch.vc, which is a fantastic podcast. It's kind of like the Shark Tank of podcasting. I'm a huge fan of it. And I listened to his episode with Brett from New Story, who we'll talk to today, um, and really wanted to, to have Brett on, and and I thought it would be cool to have Josh come and co-host with me. So, welcome. Thanks for having me, Michael. Absolutely. Yeah, so what did you what did you think of kind of the, the conversation? What was your big takeaway? 
Well, I mean, it's always interesting. Well, for me, I mean, I don't understand the nonprofit world.、Mm-hmm. And Brett is in this like new realm of nonprofits that think like startups, which is the exact opposite of some of these big organizations like the Red Cross, who are just bloated. And so to hear kind of how he thinks about it, how he got into it, how passionate he is about this. Is just, I don't know, it kind of pushes all the entrepreneurial buttons inside of me and gets me just stoked for what he's doing. And then he also had an actionable tip in there about like how to stand out when you send an email to somebody cold, and it's probably not what you think it is. So maybe I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it, it's really, really interesting. And, and I mean, he's not just like cold emailing anyone, he's cold emailing VCs to、uh, become、uh, what benefactors in. Yeah. Donors to, to New Story on the operational side.、Um, and so, yeah, you really got to stand out. There's a lot of noise. So that was, that was really cool.、Um, and it was really cool to hear about, you know, he has to be on the ground in Haiti half of his time, and the other half he's doing operational work in San Francisco. So it was interesting to hear how he kind of was splitting up his time and, and what, what kind of those experiences were like、uh, for him. So, yeah. I can't wait. I can't、yeah. hear, wait to hear what people think. <laughs> Let's get into it. Rocketship is proudly supported by Bench is an online bookkeeping service that provides you with tax ready financial statements from professional bookkeepers. Go to bench.co forward slash rocketship to get 20% off, 20% off your first six months today. Today. <laughs> Wistia is a video hosting platform built specifically for business. If you're using video as a part of your marketing strategy, You need to be able to measure its impact. Wistia is helping over 175,000 businesses do just that with premium video hosting, lead generation tools, and in depth video analytics. For more about Wistia, visit wistia.com forward slash rocketship. All right, Brett, so welcome. Yeah, what's up, guys? Excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely.、Um, I really enjoyed your episode on the pitch. So I was excited to have you on, on Rocketship here, kind of、uh, digging a little bit further into what you're up to now.、Um, so why don't you start off by telling us a bit about、um, New Story? So, New Story is a crowdfunding nonprofit that takes families、um, that are living in life threatening tent slums and we bring them into new safe homes. In a sustainable community that we're building.、And、so you come onto our crowdfunding site and you can see the exact family that needs help. So the mom, the kids, their ages, their dreams.、Um, it costs $6,000 to fund a home for them. You would give directly to that family. 100% of your donation goes to that family. And then when the home is built, it takes about two months.、Um, we actually take a video of the family when they move into the home and send it back. Um, to every single donor that gave. Wow, Brett, you've got that、uh, elevator pitch down. <laughs> We've、uh, been, been telling a couple people about it, so、um, I appreciate that. <laughs> It's even better than when you were on the pitch, man. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a bit about who is the customer here、um, that's coming and donating. So, New Story started、um, because. I myself was kind of the customer, and my friends were, kind of, were basically the customers. And when I was looking at existing charities to give to before I had the idea for a new story,、uh, 
um, I just kept feeling frustrated and at the, at the giving experience that um, I was exposed to, right? So for instance, I had, you know, I saw this problem down in Haiti, which was um, families living in these, in these tents because of the earthquake. And I originally just wanted to help and I, I, I wanted to give to, to, um, to charities and to websites. And I would keep going on and I just unfortunately felt the same thing, um, like a lack of transparency, um, I didn't know who I was helping. Um, it kind of felt like a black hole. And I thought, you know, if I give $100, how much of that $100 is actually going to go to the need? Um, and then kind of being a, uh, you know, loving startups and loving entrepreneurship and innovation, I just saw a lack of innovation and transparency and um, transparency too, but lack of innovation and technology in the space. And so all that to say, uh, we wanted to build something that, that, you know, I wanted and that I knew my friends wanted. And that has turned out to be our customers early on. And so you were actually down in Haiti. That's where this all kind of originated. Um, could you kind of take us through that, that story of where the idea came from? Yeah. So, um, I was down in Haiti and it was actually my first time really being in a developing country. Um, long story short, but uh, a couple years at a school, I just, I really changed my life and decided that I wanted to live, uh, a life full of, uh, selflessness and, and generosity, um, as opposed to, I was really living the exact opposite of that throughout college and after school, a little bit after school. And so all that to say, it led me down to Haiti, um, with, I didn't have an intention of starting a nonprofit. I mean, I never thought I would be running a charity. Um, but I just, I saw this problem firsthand and not only did I see it, but I got to talk to the people that were going through it. Right. So I particularly met a four-year-old little girl. Um, and she was living in this, this tent that had been given to her after the 2010 earthquake. And, you know, you'd walk inside this thing and you literally wouldn't even want your dog to live in there. I mean, it is like 200 degrees. I mean, disgusting dirt. Um, no, I mean, no protection because there's just a tarp tent. So anyone, any intruder can come in, child abduction, sex trafficking, um, no protection against the weather. Uh, you can't go to school. Um, you get sick all the time from the sanitation and the horrible sanitation inside of the Jeez, tent. Man. And, um, you know, I salt it. I saw it. I smelt it. I, and, and it was, um, what really got to me was there were real personal stories behind it. And, um, you know, that just, that really put a conviction in me to want to do something about it. Uh, I just really, I think, understood on that trip that I was, you know, I was born and I hit the lottery, right? I was born in America and I didn't do anything to deserve that, right? Just like this little four-year-old girl did nothing to deserve to be born where she was. It was just the cards that we were dealt. And so I basically felt a responsibility to leverage um, what I had been given and try to use that and help other people um, to to give them an opportunity because um, one of my favorite quotes and what kind of really drives me is it's that um, talent is universal but opportunity is not and so I've, I've met just brilliant kids down in Haiti that have so much talent right I mean like super talented smart driven but they don't have that opportunity so the equation becomes how do you how do you balance that out? How do you give them more opportunity um, to connect with that talent? And and that's what um, I kind of really get excited about. 
And all of that to say, sorry if it was a little long-winded, um, <laughs> that was kind of the, um, that was really the, the genesis of News Story. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices. Construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Well, what's standing out to me, other than how much you are like, living in this and how much this means to you, is that like you weren't? It doesn't sound like you were trying to start a startup, and then you were no. like, "Let's come up with a cool idea." You were almost like hit with this problem, felt it, and just said, "Like I've got to do something." And it's pro- I'm guessing it was your passion for wanting to do something that got you into this world of startups and got you in touch with the right people and brought you to Y Combinator and all. I mean, that's just I, I don't know. I think it's cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I never thought that I would run a nonprofit. Um, I actually had a, a for-profit e-commerce startup before this. And I just, you know, I, I always loved entrepreneurship and, and, and startups and always trying to learn as much as I can. And um, I just kind of was fortunate because I, I had a little bit of that background already and had some resources. And so when I wanted to develop a new story, um, I really wanted to build it the exact same way that I would build a for-profit um, technology startup, right? Because I thought there should be no difference in how a nonprofit or for-profit should operate, right? You should still have the same um, growth goals. You should still try to build the best products that you possibly can. You should still hire insanely talented people. Um, the only difference is that, you know, the revenue you're generating, which you're trying to generate as much revenue as possible, you're giving that back to families um, as opposed to reinvesting in the business or giving back to shareholders. And um, that that's just an idea that um, I'm really passionate about and I hope um, can inspire other social entrepreneurs um, to really approach a nonprofit just like they would approach a for-profit technology startup. This is reminding me of something recent I've been kind of coming across is the idea of maximizing for impact versus profit. But the way I've heard it is actually for-profit companies trying to change the way they think about their product. And like, if you maximize for impact, it does some really cool things with how your team operates, Mm -hmm. with the things that you start focusing on, et cetera. But it's like, if you're doing a nonprofit, if you aren't maximizing for impact, what are you maximizing for? Um, so I don't know if that's even a question, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just what came to mind. Yeah, that's it's actually an interesting trend. I think Kickstarter did a big thing recently yeah. about it, but it, it kind of it isn't the goal to kind of relieve themselves of their you know fiduciary duty to return all the money back to the shareholders. I think it absolutely is. Yeah, um, and I actually. Just a little bit more context. My background: um, I started a, a for-profit um, e-commerce startup that actually gave a lot of money back to charity, and turns out that's not the best business model. Um, and so, no, I absolutely agree. Like that is their that is their responsibility. Um, and then the way we look at it is, it's like you know we're trying to still generate as much 
revenue. I mean, it's, it's sales, right? It's, it's donor revenue. Um, we're trying to generate as much revenue as possible, um, just like a for-profit would. But the only difference is that we're giving that to the families because we're obviously in, you know, a charity, um, and the, and a, as opposed to a, a for-profit startup, which is giving it back to their shareholders. So you're actually building the houses down in Haiti. You're, you're kind of delivering a video back to all of the donors so that they can see the results of, of their, yeah. um, of their donations. What is it like for you to be, you know, in San Francisco and between Haiti running this nonprofit? <laughs> So I was actually, um, I just got back from Haiti last week. Um, I'm sorry, last night. I was down there all last week. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty incredible when, you know, we're over in San Francisco, you know, got our heads down, trying to build out our product, trying to grow our users, acquire customers, you know, we kind of, we don't get lost at all in, in, um, like the impact that we're making, but, when we get down there and we're able to see the tangible progress of infrastructure and homes being built and seeing those families move into those homes, man, I mean, you talk about, um, you know, a kind of satisfaction for, for your passion. Um, it's incredible. And, and I just think, you know, when we go down there it just, we always leave more inspired, you know, we always leave more inspired, um, to go do more. And so it's, um, yeah, it's it's awesome, and we try to we try to do our best to to share that experience with our donors because New Story was founded on a really simple belief that donors should know exactly who they help, exactly where their money goes, and the exact impact that they made. Um, that's what we've set New Story to do, and so when we're down there, um, we're, we're trying our best to bring donors as close to that experience as possible. That's. Awesome. This is kind of an unrelated, somewhat unrelated um, comment, but you, like I noticed with your platform, I was surprised by this when I, when I donated uh, as a user that, that it posted my name on the like main campaign page and how much money I gave and then a comment. And I elected not to put a comment, not knowing that it was actually going to be posted publicly or I would have said something, but I recently read a post by Seth Godin talking about the reasons people give and the mm-hmm. psych- psychology behind it. And one of those is like the, the brick, you know, the, the brick um, walkway with people's names. Right. on. It. You know, people like to feel like they did a good thing, but they also like to be recognized for it. And I, I think, think that's, that's a really, really cool, cool element that, that you guys, guys have in a digital way that I just haven't, I haven't seen before. Um, is there a story behind that? Yeah. I mean, it, like we just, we're, we're trying to go above and beyond to, I mean, to actually like show the donor what they did, right? For us, it's all about like the donor is the hero here. Like we're, we're just the guide, right? We, we, we built a platform that's connecting the donor and the, um, and the, and the people in need and the donor is the hero. And so when they give, they should, they should know exactly who they're helping and that they actually made a difference in somebody else's life. And we're going to show that to them. And then, yeah, I mean, we, when you donated, Josh, it was to, um, what we call a, a 
fundraising campaign that somebody else is running. And, um, and, and we basically just aggregate all the names of people that, that donated. Um, there's a box to check anonymous, but that's, we, we put those up there and, uh, just, just to let everybody, let everybody know that, Hey, like you are the people that made this happen. Um, and so we just try our best to directly connect the donors with those people that need help, um, and just get out of our way, get out. We try to get out of the way and make it all about the donors. One of the interesting things is that you guys are giving people kind of the story and, and while they're the hero, there's, you know, they're building houses in Haiti. That's why they come to you right now. Right. Um, what does it look like logistically to, to actually get those houses built? Um, you know, what went into that to putting those teams together? Yeah. So we, we work with a, a local, um, partner down in Haiti, which we actually believe and have seen is, is much more efficient and scalable than us trying to build out, you know, our own in-house capacity to do that. So, so we vetted partners and we, we found a local partner with a construction company that has, um, you know, yeah, the, an incredible resume. They have experience, you know, building homes and other infrastructure. And so we actually use them and train them to just to build the homes, but also to um, capture the the content needed for the experience that we're creating um, to show our donors. And so it's it's kind of a lot of a lot of training and then communication back and forth um, because we are not on the ground and we will as we scale, we will never be you know. Uh, kind of a you know a charity that has a lot of overhead with a lot of people on the ground and everywhere they are um, we're going to stay very lean and do what we're best at which is um you know building building a platform that people love and and that can scale and then we're going to partner with incredible people on the ground and they can do what they're best at and so um that's how it works and and a lot really cool thing is that actually all of our homes are built by local workers. So we're employing um, locals in the community um, to build all of our homes. I love that because it makes what you guys are doing so scalable, you know, which is the kind of the startup mentality. But I I think that that's where you guys can grow and help so many different communities, not just in Haiti, um, and never run into the same issues that like Red Cross, Red Shield runs into. Exactly. uh, Just because of all the organizational bloat. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's another it. story. Yep, <laughs> so nailed it. I'm super curious and I've kind of wondered this uh, ever since we've last talked, Brett, but what is it like to raise funds from quote investors? And I know you call them your, is it, it's not a partner problem, um, the, program, uh, something the else. Builders. The builders. That's right. Yeah. And so th- these are like people, because your platform is 100% of the donations go yeah. to actually building homes. So now you actually need these other donors, um, whatever you want to call them, um, yep. builder, builders, you need them to come in and kind of fill the operational expenses gap of things so you can grow this thing and scale. So, but I have no context of what that is actually like. I mean, yeah. you guys launched at Y Combinator, got some attention there. You came on the pitch, got a little bit of attention there. Yeah. But what is it like now? Do you like manually reach out to people via email? How does it how does it work? Yeah, absolutely. So it actually it is it is pretty simple in the fact that they the people giving on that side of the the business, they are it's a charitable contribution. So there's no equity, you know, there's no um 
um, monetary return. Um, but however, I, you know, we like to basically position it as just like you would invest into, um, a, a regular startup, right? You're investing because you're, you want to get an ROI out of that, right? Like if you give $25,000, $25, you don't want that to be a sunk cost. You want to get, you know, $200,000 back in, in return, right? So we, we position it as, it's the same thing, really. It's a social ROI, right? So, for example, if someone gives us um, $50,000 just to cover operations, well, that's not a sunk cost because our team goes out and leverages that $50,000 to bring in $300,000 um, in public donations. So it's actually a, a $1 input into operations equals a $6 output and public donations. So, you know, people ask us all the time, like, Hey, where is, where's my money best spent? And, um, you know, if just an example, if you, if someone gave, uh, let's just call it $25,000 just to fund homes for us, that would be about four homes they could build. And that would be amazing. Right. But then it would stop there. But if they give us $25,000 on the operations, our team would leverage that to go bring in so much more um, donations. And so, you know, that's really what, what our, our story has been. And I've specifically targeted angel investors and um, different venture capitalists at their respective firms, um, individuals, not, not VCs um, as, a, as a firm. Mm-hmm. And, and I've told them that story and they said, wow, that makes sense. You know, I'm investing into the future of a new story. I'm investing into their growth, their scale, um, their sustainability. And to them, that just made a lot more sense than um, just giving to the projects. That's a solid value prop for sure. Yeah. And so uh, and we've, we've, um, we're, we're doing, when we positioned like the last month, we uh, basically said, hey, we're going to raise a quote unquote angel round of funding um, to cover our next 12 months run rate. And um, we were asking for five hundred thousand dollars, and we are now at about four seventy. So um, it, it's been awesome. we've been you know fortunate, super grateful. Um, we've had guys like um, Brad Feld, um, Pete Flint, who is the founder of um, Trulia. He now sits on the board at Zillow. Um, so White Combinator guys. Um, I won't continue to kind of. Drop names, but um, but we all that all that to say is just the, our mindset and running news story. We want to make it very similar to a a for profit technology company. I'm gonna get way into the weeds with this one, but it's just because I'm curious. Yeah. But like you got Brad Feld on board before you even graduated from Y Combinator. Am I right? Correct. So was that a cold introduction to him? Did you just reach out like, out of the blue and send him an email? And then if that's true, like what, what did that email say? I'm sure people are kind of curious, like what, what, what is a cold? I mean, you guys have a benefit in that you're a nonprofit making a big difference in the world and Brad's a great guy, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I would just say, you know, Brad, Brad would fit into this too, like, I don't know the exact. I, I definitely don't want to like people to email Brad, but um, you know, <laughs> basically to almost anybody we've reached out to, it has it has been pretty much cold. I mean, we've had a couple intros, but 
I don't know, man. Like we just, I just try to do things differently. Like, you know, for example, um, you know, instead of sending a regular email that probably anybody else would send, um, instead we would make a, a short little YouTube video, you know, we would say, Hey, like blah, blah, blah. Here's a new story team. Maybe we're even in Haiti or maybe we're, you know, we're doing something that's kind of creative or out of the box. Um, you know, directly to them, very personal. Um, and you know, that's, that's worked for us. Um, just doing, doing things like that. They're a little bit different, um, being very persistent and, um, and I don't know, like it's, it's, um, it's, it's worked. And so, and I think now once you, you kind of mentioned the YC part, like, absolutely. I'm not going to lie. Like, of course, that's a that's a great stamp for us, and um, I have never not played that up, right? But <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not sitting here being like I no, absolutely. But and then now, as we kind of build build more um, credible people that are supporting us, I think momentum begets momentum, right? And so, you know, we were very lucky to have Brad come on early, and um, and that's in, influenced some other people to come on as well. And so it kind of has resulted in a little bit of a snowball effect um, because we have a kind of a, a newer uh, level of credibility. And I think in the beginning, like you, sh- you should probably do try just creative things to manufacture the first couple people, or maybe it's an organization, whatever it might be. And then once you get a couple, then I think that really helps reel in the next couple. Then after that, you're kind of off to the races. Um, when it comes to building people around you. So I'm curious, like when you're raising and, and you raise from someone like Brad Feld who has his own fund um, or even Y Combinator, are you raising from the fund or are you raising from the the kind of the partner, the individual? Um, individual. That maybe so, okay. So yeah. there's no um, there's no like tax benefit to, for a VC fund to donate to you? No, there's not. Um we, we just go straight to individuals, um, because we understand like, you know, a fund, they're, a fund is a fund because they're, they're trying to generate as much, um, you know, profit as possible that's going to go back to, to their LPs, right? And, and for them. So we don't position it for the fund investing. It's, it's the individuals, but, you know, we wanted to target, um, angel investors or people in, in tech or venture capitalists, individual venture capitalists, um, because it, again, as it was our positioning that hey, like we are looking for investors into New Story because we want you to help build New Story for us so that we can grow and scale, and that's why we're coming to you because you are a great investor. You know how to build a startup. Um, and so we want, we want you to do that with our nonprofit startup. And are you raising from the tech sectors? I mean, a lot of people you mentioned are, are kind of tech focused. Yeah. Um, is there also a nonprofit sector that you can tap into? So I'd say about 80% of what we raised so far is from the, is from the tech sector. Um, and, and again, we're, we're young, like we're, we're 10 months into this thing. So a lot of the kind of, I don't traditional is not the best word, but a lot of the kind of foundations or nonprofit um, kind of funding arms, they usually like you to be around at least for a year. Okay, um, you know a little a little bit longer. I mean, we we move really quickly, man. Like, I mean, we we didn't get our five hundred one c three, which basically makes you like a 
a real tax deductible charity um, for about five months into starting this. So, you know, we just we moved really, really fast, and um, and we've just been very fortunate that the tech community has um, has supported us. That is awesome. But all that to say, like, like in the future, yes, absolutely. Like, we will be um, we'll be going after foundations, and you know, we're setting up um, the type of uh, I guess, you know, they all, ha- they all have kind of their specifics and what they look for, what they like to see. Um, and so we're setting that up, you know, from day one so that we can go to them in a year and say, Hey, you know, this is, this is what we've did, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then we'll be able to get funding for them. Very cool. Yeah. Um, it's always good to have multiple sources as you move forward. Totally. Who knows what's going to happen, right? So, um, well, that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Where can people listening, uh, get involved in, in new story? Yeah. Thanks guys. Um, so I think the best thing is to go to our website, which is, uh, new story charity dot org n e w s t o r y charity dot org and a couple ways to to get involved um one i mean anybody can can give um directly to a family um so that's an option anything from five dollars to five thousand dollars um the second option is you could run a fundraising campaign like um the pitch vc uh the pitch podcast did um which was awesome um they raised couple thousand dollars it was it was incredible um so you could start a campaign maybe for the holiday season and try to rally your your friends and family to um to to fund part of a home uh that's another option and then if there are any angel investors out there um we're we uh are probably need about two more individuals um to join us in our our angel round um so that would be awesome as well and where can they reach you so i'm at Brett B R E T T at newstorycharity.org. And I'm also um, pretty active on Twitter at Brett Hagler. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And a huge thanks to Josh yeah. for coming on here from the pitch. Oh, thank you. It was fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad. If you haven't listened to the pitch, go to thepitch.vc and, and check it out. And, and definitely check out um, Brett's episode. On there it was uh, probably a couple weeks ago now. Um, it was but, episode five, if I remember correctly. And Brad Feld was on. Um, who else? It was someone from Google. President of Kiva. Yeah. So great episode. Um, and yeah, go go check it out now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And if you'd like a transcription of this show, we have now partnered with Jot Engine, who does some fantastic transcriptions. So you can go to rocketship.fm and check out this episode's show page, and there'll be a link for the transcription. And if you'd like to get a transcription yourself, go to jotengine.com and sign up.
Come on, Rocky. I'm you. 